Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is the founder of SJS Coaching Services and is a Thrive Specialist. And they use a blend of psychological techniques to help people make meaningful changes to their life and work so that they can thrive instead of survive. Welcome to the show, Stacey O'Callaghan. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, That was a very brief introduction to who you are. Um, so if you could just share a bit more with the listeners about what you do and how you help people. Yeah, so I essentially support people to develop and build a greater understanding of who they are and what it means for them to thrive instead of just survive. Um, I believe that so many of us live our lives sort of day to day to day, reacting to the next thing into the next thing. And we can very often fall into a life that actually we either didn't want or we didn't think we would fall into. And then we wake up one day and we kind of look around and we're like, wow, is this, is this it? Is, is this my life? Is this, what I, is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life or being for the rest of my life? Because what happens is we create this life based on expectations, based on other people's expectations or perhaps our own expectations of who we think we should be, based on our friends' expectations, based on the expectations that society might put on us mm. and we strive to achieve the definition of success that people tell us is success. So it could be the career, you know, the house, the friendships, the partner, the family. And then we get there and we're not happy. And we don't know why we're not happy. And then there's a spiral of guilt that kind of comes with it of, but I should be happy Mm. because I've got X, Y, and Z because I'm doing all of this because everybody says I would be happy if I did these things. Mm. And the reason we get ourselves into this situation is there's a misalignment between what, what we want and what's going on in our outer world. So that's where the core beliefs come in and the values come in. And I help people understand why they got to that point, that it's okay to be at that point. And then we look at sort of what core beliefs they have that's stopping them, that's keeping them stuck, that's blocking them. And then we create their version of thriving. And it's not their mum and dad's version or their friend's version or their partner's version. It's their version of thriving. And then we make a plan and take action so that the thriving can then become their reality. Um, So I love doing this work because it truly is transformational. And research has shown that when people thrive instead of just survive, they have a higher quality of life, but also they they have longevity in life as well. Because thriving people care about themselves Mm -hmm. they also care about other people so they have better connections with people they take better care of their physical health their mental health the impact they're having on them on themselves but also on the world around them they're more mindful in the way that they live and they live with balance Um, so that's why i'm really passionate about helping people thrive instead Mm. of just survive and, and I mean, that's a great way of putting across the thrive bit for people that probably don't recognize whether they're surviving or not what would someone who's in survival mode look like yeah so someone in survival mode would be 
just living day by day, getting through the day the best they can. Their life is full of things they should be doing. I should get up and do this. I need to go and do that. This is something that I must do. And perhaps they don't have any fulfillment or any satisfaction in what they're doing. They're just going through the motions, Mm -hmm. day by day by day by day. And to be clear, that's okay in the short term. But if that becomes your entire life, that's when it can start impacting your mental health, your physical health, your relationships, your work performance. Mm -hmm. So when you're surviving, you feel disconnected, discontent, dissatisfied, disillusioned. You want more, but you don't know what more looks like. Mm -hmm. So you just push that to one side and just keep going and the day by day by day by day. And then before you know it, you know, days, weeks, months, years have gone past. And instead of you being in the driving seat of your life, instead of you making conscious choices, things have just happened to you. Mm. You kind of wake up one day and you think, how did I get here? What, what is, you know, what's going on for me right now? And I also think people who are disillusioned and are in that survival state don't necessarily know themselves very well. They don't take the time to check in with themselves. Mm. How am I doing? What's going on for me today? How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? They just put their needs to one side and put other people's needs first or what's in front of them first without stepping back and just thinking, hold on a second. Is this actually what I want? Do I actually want to go in this direction or be this person or do this thing that's been put in front of me Mm. when you're surviving you just do it you don't think about it you just get on with it it's it's a getting on with it kind of mentality really um yeah so if you are kind of in that state the first thing i say to people is take a step back and think about what thriving would look like to you Mm. on a scale of one to ten what does thriving look like what does it mean most of the time people will say confidence balance doing something that I love, spending time with the people that I love. And then on a scale of one to 10, think about, okay, where am I right now? Let's say you're, if you're, if you're surviving, you're certainly no higher than a seven. You're probably around a four. Okay. A four looks like not taking care of myself, not going to bed, you know, not having a bedtime routine, not working out as much as I want to be doing, not committing to my friendships as much as I want to be doing. Okay. What does a five look like? And then you make a plan of what five looks like. Well, five might look like, you know, going to bed at the same time every night, responding to my friends' messages within a certain time frame instead of forgetting about them. Mm-hmm. And then you can start making that plan around, okay, so how am I going to get to a five? Just those tiny little changes that you can make in your life can really start to make a difference. Mm. And that then puts you on the path of surviving to thriving. And hopefully that's going to highlight some things because I think, like you said earlier on, when you first started talking about it, that there's a lot of expectations. I mean, if if anyone ever listens to this show, they'll know my view of the word should anyway. But like it's these expectations that get laid down from a certain early age. And as we go through teenage years and stuff that society, family, whatever they place upon us. And most of us don't even know we're going through that survival space, do we? Yeah, you're right. You just think this is life. You just think that this is, everybody's going through it and this is just life and that's okay. For some people that might be okay and it might be that they can manage, but actually there is so much more and you can be so much more and you can do so much more. Mm. And that's kind of, for me, is what 
it's what makes the work that I do transformational. It completely changes people's mindsets and completely changes people's lives. And the reason I do that is because, like you said, John, when you work with people who have all of these expectations weighing so heavily on them, it can create disillusionment. It can create disconnection. Mm -hmm. It can even lead to things like depression or anxiety. And I've actually spent, so I'm I'm also a cognitive behavior therapist as well as a personal performance coach. Mm -hmm. And in in my time as a therapist, what I felt like I was doing was helping people survive, mm. helping people keep their head above water because I was working in the constraints of, you know, of the system that meant that I was a specialist that would go in to deliver specialist services for people who needed it. But it was a strict six-session policy or yeah. join the group session policy. And what I felt like I was doing was helping people survive and hey that's that's fantastic I'm not disrespecting that work in any way whatsoever mm-hmm. but what I realized I wanted to do for people was to truly help them thrive in spite of all of the stuff that's going on for them in spite of the baggage in spite of the label that they might be carrying which comes with all of these other expectations and kind of responsibilities like I have chronic pain or I have depression that kind of comes with a whole heap of other stuff that they then have to manage. Mm. I wanted to support and empower people to step beyond their label, to support them to manage their condition, obviously, because that's the first point of call. We need to mm. understand it, yeah. reduce its impact and kind of get to know it. But actually then put that to one side and say, okay, what else? What else is there for you? What else is going on for you? Who else do you want to be? Mm. Because that for me is when you can truly take someone to the next level yeah yeah no i found that myself actually when i was working at the nhs as as a counselor um it was it was just trying to keep people's head above water a lot of the time in fact i think i said when i left i thought i need to i can't do this really anymore because i just feel like i'm on suicide watch i felt like all i was trying to do is to help people survive the week and it was for a very short period of time like you said you probably got maybe eight so eight sessions maybe with somebody just to try and help them to keep their head above water um and there was no space for growth there was no time to help them to develop a, a new mindset and a new life set that would help them to break away from the space that they were in yeah that's the work for me that's the work that I want to be doing mm. And like, you obviously agree with me because you you decided to do something similar. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. That's when I went into coaching full time. I thought I just want to, again, I need to help people to understand. I want to understand where they are. I want to help them to understand where they are and how they got there. And then I want to help them to move forwards. And as I, as you know, I'm the relationship guy and I, I work with people in that relationship space, hugely significant part of everything we experience are our relationships. And that's why I decided to focus on that space. But as you, so tell me a little bit more about maybe how you get them to, so you said they, they could kind of do a scoring system then maybe to understand where they are right now and then what the possibility of something else might look like. Um, what, what else could people do to be able to move from this space now hopefully they've listened to this and they didn't actually realize that they were there and maybe they're resonating with a little bit more about what you said about do they recognize these traits of their own life um, how, how can they then maybe then move that forward for themselves yeah so there's um, a technique that I sort of really enjoy doing myself actually and I call it living with intention. So every day you wake up 
and you just ask yourself a few simple questions. How am I feeling today? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. What can I do to make today just that little bit better than yesterday? Okay. So how am I feeling today is about building that self-awareness, that understanding, checking in with yourself. Mm. Am I okay? Am I happy? Why am I feeling this way will give you insight into, again, that self-awareness, but why you feel the way that you feel. So, for example, if you feel happy, if you feel positive, if it's it's a good day, why? Well, maybe yesterday I spent an evening with my friends and I had a really great time. Mm. I need to do more of that, Mm -hmm. right? Or... Actually, it's a really tough day today. I'm not really feeling myself. Can you identify why? Is there a trigger that that you might be able to identify? Mm. And then how can I make today that little bit better than yesterday? It's about taking small, tangible steps because those small things will transform your life over time. And it doesn't take long to ask ask and answer those three questions. Mm. Um, Some people like to write them down. Some like to journal. Um, I don't journal myself, but I do do my check-in with myself every morning whilst I'm making breakfast. How am I feeling today? Why do I feel this way? How can I make today just that little bit better than yesterday? Mm. Because, hey, we all have bad days. But even when you're thriving, you're not thriving all of the time. Thriving is a mindset Mm. that means that you develop that resilience and that self-awareness so that when you're having a tough day, you know what you need in order Mm. to get through it. Yeah. Right. So you wait, I'm having a bad day today. Okay, fine. What can I do to make it just that little bit better than the last one that I had? Mm. I think that's interesting. Just giving yourself permission to be having a bad day yeah. and not be hard on yourself or put yourself down or feel like you shouldn't be in that space. Is that shitty thing again? again. Mm-hmm. Um, is actually a, a really great first step, isn't it? Just to say, but like you said, be self-aware, but just to acknowledge that you're not in a good space and allow yourself that space. Yeah, what do I need? If I feel low in mood, if I feel unhappy, what do I need in that space? And for me, that's what the work is all about. It's about building, it's, I always call, call it a, a toolkit, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm this, then I need that. And I can go into my toolkit and I can get the tool out and I can do what I need to do to get, know to get through the day or to have a good day or Mm. whatever your end destination is in that particular situation so if I'm having a bad day I might think okay so what I need is to call a friend or to speak to my mum or to listen to my favorite music Mm. or to read my book but I know what I need in that situation Mm. and for me what that does is it takes away the, the helplessness the confusion the sense of feeling stuck because okay i'm feeling stuck what do you need to feel unstuck you can move into a different state and when you're in a different state that then starts to change your thoughts your feelings your behaviors um that's why i think it's so powerful yeah i think it's also significant what you said earlier on there as well was do this on a good day too yes because again like a lot of the clients i work with is i don't i don't know what that I don't know what that makes me happy or they don't reflect on it or they don't do the, the, the things that we work on when they're in a good place they only do it when they're in a bad place mm-hmm. and they don't recognize the things that actually make them feel better because they're not looking at themselves in that moment because they're just enjoying feeling better but like you said it's really significant that we know what makes us feel good yes because then you can put more of that in your life do less of the shoulds 
and the pests, the things that kind of take away all your energy, mm. are more of the things that give you that energy, that make you feel good, that make you feel positive. So being aware of those happy days and why you're happy is, is incredible because it mm. means, okay, I'm going to do more of that and less of that. Mm. And if you do less of that and more of the other, you're having, you have more time to do the things that, that you love because a lot of the things I, a, a lot of the challenges that my clients come to me with is they want to make transformational change, but they don't have time, right? It's one of the biggest blockers that people say. Yeah. Actually, we all have the same amount of time in, in a day. It's just about where your priorities are. So there's this um, finding time exercise that I encourage people to do and I get people to write a list. Of, so, you know, there's a certain number of hours in the week in that week, what do you do? Mm. You spend a certain number of hours sleeping, working, eating, grooming. What's left? And then when people start to write down what they do with the time that's left, they're like, oh, my gosh. I spend, like, 10 hours a week watching Netflix, mm. but I don't have time to do this course that will mean I can do my dream job. What if I switch out? five hours a week what would that do it mm. would then give you that space and actually I did this exercise myself yeah when I was looking at starting um starting my coaching qualifications I was like I don't have time it's just too much with my full-time job blah 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 yeah. this was sort of quite almost five years ago now um I did the finding time exercise because I thought hold on a second I've got a tool for this because I've helped people do it and I was like well I really need to hold myself accountable for these extra hours I'm spending not really doing very much. Um, and I did my courses yeah. because I prioritized it and I looked at what I was doing with my time and I switched out stuff that wasn't getting me to where I wanted to be mm. and put in stuff that I knew would. Awesome. Awesome. Again, you, you, like you said, you were able to take that time out and say, this is what I need to do. Yeah. But you, that self-awareness is really key, I think, in everything that we want to improve upon or everything that we do is just to be really self-aware of what we're actually doing in our lives yeah. so that we can then make different choices um, and, and make different decisions about actually what do we want our lives to look like rather than resigning ourselves to the fact, like you said, there's lots of excuses that we can put in our way. Yeah. We're just not aware. We're just not aware of what we're doing with ourselves, are we? Absolutely. And ultimately those excuses that I don't have time, that's a cool belief trying to keep you in your safety net. No, 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 don't do that. Come back here. Come and do this. Netflix is great. Do this. And obviously Netflix is great, but you know, we'll do something yeah. else, then fine. Um, but yeah, it's about being aware of what that what that excuse is. What's it what's it doing for you? How is it controlling you? And actually, where does it come from? Mm. If you can get back there. That's where you can start the reframing work, which is why I love the fact that you and I are both counsellors and coaches, mm. because it means we can do that reframe work. It means we can take people back if we need to. It means we can start tackling those core beliefs and that foundational behaviour. It means we can help people understand the, you know, their operational values, their inspirational values. And that, to me, transforms somebody's mindset. And that's, that's what I want to give to my clients. When they leave me, I want them to be on the path to thriving, if not thriving, to understand what thriving means to them. But most importantly, have the toolkit they need to be able to constantly and consistently aim for thriving independently. I don't want them to be dependent on me. I don't want them to be dependent on anybody else. I want them to be able to do the work on their own 
so that no matter what happens in their life, they'll have the toolkit they need to, to keep going mm-hmm. and to keep aiming and thriving. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that is the key thing, isn't it? It's for people to be able to get themselves into a space where, and I like to, I like to think of it as, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I know that whatever happens in my life, no matter how horrible it's going to be, I can be okay. Mm-hmm. And I will be okay, even if I have to go through some terrible experiences and and, and and what might cause me a huge amount of pain, is actually I know because of the work I've done on myself and everything that I've learned, I am going to be okay. Exactly. Awesome. So let's come on to uh, relationships. Clearly, part of all this process is there's going to be some relationship stuff involved as well. Um, what are the significance of sort of relationships to you? How have they helped you in life? Maybe how it hindered your progress, uh, and maybe some of the work that maybe you've done on your own relationships too. My goodness, yeah, such a such a big question. Mm. Um, where do I start? Um, I guess first of all. Uh, relationships are fundamental to our existence um you know after food shelter water we seek relationships Mm. love and belonging we are we are social beings who need that connection we're not designed to live a a, a, you know an isolated life we're designed Mm. to be around people um and i think relationships impact every aspect of our lives um, you know, they impact the relationship you have with yourself, which obviously it starts with yourself. Friendships, you know, partners, romantic love, mm. working relationships. Mm. I know in my life, if I look at how my relationships have changed me and shaped me, they've been pivotal in mm. the experiences. When we talk about the experiences we've had, good and positive, um, they're all they're all around people, aren't they? Mm. The, the negative relationships we might have, pe- other people are involved in them positive relationships we might have people involved in them as well so it's yeah it's pretty interesting I was thinking about uh, the impact relationships have had on me and my business before yeah. our conversation John and I suddenly realized that it was a relationship that actually allowed me to start my business okay um I was um unfortunately I lost my grandma a number of years ago mm. um and her you know she she um she gave me some money in her will and it was that financial injection that allowed me to quit surviving and start thriving in my own way because it meant that I could step away from my corporate world Mm. and I could look at actually making my business a reality. It was something I'd wanted to do for seven years and that she basically gave me an opportunity to be able to do that. Which is like wow. When you think about that, that a relationship has impacted my my whole life. That single relationship, really, that opportunity. Mm. And now I'm creating this legacy. Um, and unfortunately, I lost um, another grandma a couple of years after this. But those two women are pivotal in the work that I do. It's they are um, they've created the space for me to leave a legacy in their names. I want to have. A positive impact and I'm doing that because of the things that they taught me right. growing up um, and the legacy that I want to leave is based on I guess the values that they that they taught me right. as a child. So that's really hugely significant in as far as how you see the world how you see yourself and the yeah. values and like you said the things you want to take forward 
Uh, so they sound like the real, real positive influences on you as you were growing. Absolutely, and I think I was I was very fortunate. I have a I have fantastic relationships with with my family. Mm-hmm. I can you know I'm I'm lucky. I do consider myself very lucky that I can pick up the phone, and they will always be there, mm-hmm. and I can always go there. And actually, that that attachment and that relationship for me is giving me a springboard to be able to go off and do all the things I want to do. Um, so it you know it gave me the ability to live away from home when I was at university. It gave me the ability to move to London, which was, you know, three hours away from where my family lives, to start my career. It's mm-hmm. giving me the confidence and the ability to create a life that I choose. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if anything happens, I've always got a safe space to go to, which I consider myself very lucky, but mm. it really does make a difference. And I think that's even more significant than when we're looking at this thriving, that if you don't have that support, in the, those relationships that to, to, to be able to thrive within yourself is hugely significant. It's like you said, if you struggle, you've got all the tools in your toolkit to be able to go, okay, I know I can sort this out, but actually knowing in the back of your mind that you've got that supportive environment also to turn to is, is hugely important. Yes. But there is always the, the whole, the pressure that comes with that, isn't there? There's when you have that supportive environment, when you have that kind of that, um, I know that almost that image that that is portrayed on you, you are seen as X, Y, and Z, right? So you those expectations of that supportive network expect you to behave in this kind of way because that's what they've shown you or that's what you've grown up with or whatever. Pressure, hello. There's like a lot of expectations that come with that. And it's about fundamentally for me, my journey um, was all about expectation management. Right. So I created a life based on other people's expectations. I created this image of the person that other people wanted me to be, my yeah. family included. So okay. my family, my friends, you know, my um, my workplace. And I wanted to be successful, the definition of success that everybody talks about. So what I set was, off on uh, that path. What was your definition of a success, if you don't mind me asking? Do you remember what yeah. that was at that time? It was a good job, enough money to be able to, you know, pay my bills and, and have a bit of money left over to do nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was having a career a job that was respected climbing the pro you know the the career the career ladder yeah um it was being a good person so fundamentally do no harm mm-hmm. um be nice be courteous be uh, a good girl that good girl image that right. a lot that a lot of people sort of grow up with yeah um so it meant that i couldn't make decisions or i felt like i couldn't make decisions that i wanted to so one coaching session changed my life, which is why I gift people in my community coaching sessions, because I truly believe it can just take one session sometimes to completely transform your life. Yeah. And that's where, that's where my coaching journey started. So my coaching journey started nine years ago. And I was having a difficult day because I was working a job that didn't fit with my values and beliefs. I was surviving. I was on the outside successful doing all the things that everybody wanted me to do Mm. on the inside I was crying because I was in a job that meant that I had to or I was asked to sacrifice my own personal values and beliefs in order to do what the business wanted me to do I couldn't leave this job because nobody wanted me to leave this job Mm -hmm. because I hadn't been in this job for a year and I had to be in this job for a year in order to be able to say that it was a success and for my CV to say that it was a success, right? Mm, 
Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> having a really tough day. And a coach came to me and said, I can see you're having a tough day. She was a volunteer in the centre. Let's have a coaching session. And I had a coaching session. Never had one before. Totally open to it. Obviously had lots of coaching since then. Mm. Um, had this session with her. And she opened my eyes to this core belief, which is exactly what I'm talking about. This, this, I can't because, I can't because my family won't be happy. My friends will think I failed, you know, whatever. But this yeah. fundamental belief, which was created because I had that support network around me, mm. I thought that if I didn't do what everybody expected me to do, I wouldn't have that support network anymore. Right. Right. Fear of loss in there, then. Yes, absolutely. Identified this core belief, took a step back and was like, wow, every aspect of my life is based on this. This is why I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. Walked away, quit my job, changed my life, etc. And I still have that support and I still have those relationships. Mm-hmm. So it was about, I think it's about how you nurture them, uh, nourish them and the way that you set expectations, right? Fundamentally, you are your own person. You have your own life. You make your own decisions. And you you need to aspire to build a network of people around you mm. that will respect that, yeah. even if they don't agree with the actions or the decisions that you're taking or making. And that's what you found with your, your network. Again, was it, was it a self-imposed expectation then that you thought that they would be unhappy if you made these decisions or were they unhappy with your decision, <laughs> but they respected you enough to understand that now you needed to make your own decisions? I think it was a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of both. That's a tough thing as well, isn't it? Because if the, those expectations are real. So if you really have those yeah. people in your life that need you to fit a certain mould and they are family especially or they're your partners or they're your friends, but especially your family, I think, if because they're the people you grow up trying to, who you need to love you, who you need to protect you, you need to nurture you and encourage you and support you and give you the love that you need when you're growing up. It's then quite difficult, isn't it, then to go against what you think they want, especially when their comfort zone is for you to be in their comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. It is really challenging and it was really scary, but I did it because I realized the impact it was having in my life and I made a choice. Hey, this is not how I want to live. I was in my mid twenties when this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Hey, this is not how I want to live the rest of my life. I was young when I had this experience, when I had this realization, it's time to do something about it. And because of my background in therapy and because of my degree in psychology, I I knew that we fundamentally can change our behavior Mm. if we want it. And I wanted it. And I, you know, I took actions that nobody supported at the time. But I did it. I did it because I knew it would change my life. I knew it would make me happier. And I was just, I guess, grateful and, and thankful that people accepted it. Well, I guess as well, if you've got people around you that know that you're going to be making your life a happier space, why, yes. wouldn't, they, why wouldn't they want that for you? Again, even if it goes against their fundamental beliefs. This is where we struggle, isn't it? I think in relationships is that people have needs rather than wants. And they needed you to kind of follow a pathway because because of their comfort zone. Well, actually, probably what we want is we want you to be happy. So 
hopefully that will either override our need for you to follow the pathway that we think you should be doing. Absolutely. And I think that definitely drove a lot of the a lot of my relationships with my friends and my family who initially were like you you just can't do that mm-hmm. actually when they saw the impact it was having and they saw that it was a positive impact and they saw that I could be a better you know daughter sister friend mm-hmm. as a consequence they very quickly got on got on board with it mm-hmm. but for me it was about having those difficult conversations not shying away from it actually saying okay you don't agree with what I'm doing these are the these are the reasons why I'm doing it. I'd really mm. value and love your support on this journey. Would you be open to just giving me an opportunity to try it? Having those conversations instead of shutting the door and walking away because that's too scary, value that relationship and that support enough to take a deep breath. Yes, it's scary. See what happens. Mm. If you walk away, you're going to lose that relationship, right? So what's the worst that can happen? Trying, you lose that relationship anyway. So you're still in the same situation, but at least you're trying and you're pushing yourself yeah. to be a better version of yourself for you, mm. but also for the people around you. Yeah, and I think that's the thing to recognise. Is that, like you said, if you're in a really good space, everybody else around you will benefit, whether they know it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Most people won't necessarily recognise that that they're benefiting from you being in a good space because it still doesn't quite fit with what they thought they needed and uh, from you. Um, but actually, you know that you're going to be in a much better space to be in their space with them. If, like you said, that relationship then continues, because there's going to be times when you make decisions where those relationships are not going to survive, are they? Because they're so adamant that you stay in their comfort zone, that it's just not going to be able to maintain a relationship with you. And you're not going to be able to maintain a relationship with them when you start to put some of these changes in place. But as I would say is that's not a fearful space to be in because they're going to stop you from being being you and being the happiest you and the most fulfilled you possible if you if you keep those relationships around you in the context that they're in at the moment. Absolutely, and I totally agree with you. And I've lost friendships along the way for sure mm. um, because I, like you said, I I I became someone different, and that didn't fit the mould of who they thought I was mm. and what I gave them. So my definition of success has changed dramatically mm. um, through this journey. And if that didn't meet the same criteria as other people, then we just clash and, and it wouldn't work. And we stopped being able to give each other what we needed in relationships and therefore we walked away. Mm. And actually, I think that that's something that it's a really valuable lesson. And we should be taught this as children because you know, fundamentally, we have attachments with people, with our family, with our friends, with the people around us growing up. We think they're going to last forever. All of us think that the kids that we're friends with in high school are going to be our kids well into our adulthood. And okay, there might be one, maybe two, who stick with you and you grow together. But we do lose relationships. Mm. And that's okay. A relationship doesn't have to exist forever. No. Sometimes we need it in a cert- when we're in a certain space or when we're a certain person. And for me, shifting that negative of, oh my gosh, almost mourning and grieving a relationship or a friendship when I lost it, obviously there's still an element of that, but actually taking all of the great memories and all of the good times that you shared and all of the lessons learned, it can 
make it quite a healing process mm. rather than a traumatic, painful process when you look back and think, this person isn't in my life anymore or oh, I wish I still had this connection with this person. Mm. Just take a step back and think, okay, well, perhaps it was just meant for, you know, a certain period, a certain phase. Um, but think of all of the wonderful things that kind of came with that phase and what, what I had in that relationship. And obviously think about the fact, well, if I do still want it, is there an opportunity to rekindle, to get back in contact, to have a different type of relationship now? Disclaimer, if it's a healthy relationship, mm. let's not go back to toxic relationships if no. we can avoid mm. it. <laughs> Most um, not. If they're keeping you stuck or dragging you down or doing anything kind of too negative in your space, then they're often best put into a completely different space for you anyway, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but you know what um, I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, again, you did this very early, I must say. You know, to me, it strikes me as a very conscious 21, 22-year-old that um, that can do, that did this. I wasn't, I was in my early 40s when I first had my first coaching session. I'd been a therapist for a few years prior to that. Um, so to people that might be thinking, yeah, but Stacey, you, know, you did this in your early 20s. I did it in my early 30s. You can do this in your early 60s and 70s. It doesn't matter when you do it, people. So, you know, if you know that you're not living a life that is the best space for you, don't think that um, it's ever too late to think about putting changes in place, which can at least change your life right now. Absolutely. And it only takes a small change today to see a big change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I work with people in their mid-20s all the way up to their mid-40s and beyond. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely make fundamental changes at any phase of your life. And I also believe that there are peaks and troughs in life. You know, you have periods of, of positive and of good and of where things are going well. And you have times where things don't go so well and things are a bit rubbish. Mm. And again, that mindset that you can put in place can just help you take that take that ride more smoothly. Um, and we never know when the next dip is coming, right? So you don't, you don't get to 50 and go, okay, I'm never going to have another dip again. Mm. Wrong. I wish you could do that. I wish you could predict that that is the way that life is. Yeah. So these tools are, are accessible and, and are useful for every phase in your life, for mm. sure. And and every aspect. I think I see, like yes. you said, these, you know, you can take these things forward into every aspect of your life, and just know that actually some of these things won't work. You will put was it the best laid plans, right? That they they often go wrong. So it's yeah. it's okay that it's like I think what you said. It's about oh, what have I learned from this relationship? Was it that they that someone comes into your life for a reason, a season, off a life, or something like that? It goes. Yeah. But it's re recognizing what that relationship is about. But what can you take? What have you taken from that relationship? And not just relationships, but what have you taken from these experiences that you're having that you can move forward with? Um, yeah, and I also think that applies for negative experiences as well, mm. negative relationships as well. If, if a friendship didn't work out or a romantic love didn't work out, you can take things from from those relationships mm. that can help you be a better person, a better friend, a better colleague, a better you know partner in the future. Every experience that we have, you can take something from it, either good or, or, or not so good, that will help you try again moving forwards because – that's all, that's, that's all we should aspire to be. None of us are perfect. We can sit here and say, yes, we're coaching, we're coaching the therapists, we know everything. We truly don't. <laughs> we're on our own journey, doing our own thing, trying and learning and evolving as we go. Mm. And we're sharing some of the things that, hey, might have worked for us, but 
that's why I call it a toolkit, right? Because some of the things that are in there really work for you, some of the things that don't. And as you build that self-awareness, you can chuck stuff out. This isn't working for me. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Mm. That's what coaching is all about, though, for me, because whereas as a therapist, we're essentially teaching people what to do. As a coach, our clients have the freedom to choose and create their own tools. And yes, our experience and our expertise can guide them and shape them and support them if they want that from us. But with coaching, you have that freedom to be able to choose your own way of healing. And that's kind of one of the things that I love about working with the clients that I work with, because every single person is unique. Every single person is an individual, their own experience, their own values, their own baggage, their own beliefs, their own version or definition of thriving. Mm. So you can have a unique experience with every single person you come into contact with. Yeah, and that's that's that fascinating bit of getting understanding someone isn't it is getting to know somebody understanding where they come from understanding where they want to go and helping them to understand the same space is to say okay this is where I've come from this is how where I am right now and this is where I want to go with this stuff yeah. and being able to be on that journey with with someone else is is one of the most amazing parts of coaching that I find especially yes definitely and having that accountability partner mm. everybody needs an accountability partner yeah. so that on the day you wake up and you think oh, really don't want to work out this morning mm. your accountability partner can go hello don't yeah. forget We've this is why you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be there we are out of time unfortunately um for people that want to get in touch with you how how would they reach out to find out more about you and and speak to you about your coaching services and uh, also tell them i think you've got a freebie thing that you, people can uh, get access to as well yeah, so I'm all about helping and supporting people to develop their self-awareness. So if this is something that you're just starting out on or you're interested to go a bit deeper in that journey, then I encourage you to follow me on social media. My tag is at SJS Coaching Services. I'm on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, so Stacy O'Callaghan. Um, and one of the things that I have available for people who join my community is a hub of personal development resources, tools. Um, so I encourage you to self-coach. So I send uh, twice weekly emails with self-coaching tips. This is what you can do in this scenario, X, Y, Z, some questions that you might want to ask yourself, etc. Um, and I also have an, a whole range of videos and personal development tools that you can download that will help you start to thrive in all aspects of your life and work. So if this is something that actually you want to check out, then visit my website, www.sjscoachingservices.com and subscribe to SJS Coaching Services Hub and you will then get all the resources available to you. And I also gift a coaching session for anyone who is part of my community inside the hub because, as you know, one coaching session changed my life and I'd love it if I could help you do the same thing. Awesome. So to get in touch with Stacey, just go down to go look into the show notes. All the uh, links are there for you to get uh, connected with with Stacey and and take her up on her offer. Um, do you have uh, words of wisdom, a favourite quote that you can can leave us with today? Yeah. So one of the things that really kind of stuck in my mind is it's only for now. Okay. So if you're having a really good time and life is going well for you right now. Just take a step back and remember, it's only for now. Take a mental picture. Soak in all the goodness, all the memories. Just take a second if you're with your friends and your family and everybody's laughing and happy and just think, I'm going to remember this moment because it's only for now. 
but also flip it on its head. If you're going through a tough time, if, it, if things feel a bit dark right now, just remember that it's only for now and that it's not going to be your state forever. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, just to reflect on that and say actually what is happening right now doesn't mean it's going to be happening for the foreseeable future. That was it. The only permanent thing in life is change. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> change is inevitable. <laughs> Thank you, Stacey, for your time today. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Uh, as, as I say to a lot of my guests, these, these conversations are so amazing. We could talk all day. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. All right. Thank you so much, John. Absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.